Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hello, Cheeseheads. Welcome to another episode of the Cheese Room Podcast. Today, we're talking about a frustrating home defeat to Wolves. They've done the double over us this season. Um, it wasn't any fun. We're also going to be talking a little bit about Brighton because we didn't get your pod out last week and just sort of how the last run of games have gone and, and how that fits into the narrative of the season. Right, joining me all the way from Brazil, it's Bren. How are you doing, mate? Not too bad. How are you do, guys doing? Good to see you at the, the social the other week. Yep. Yeah, you're all uh, back in Brazil, back in your speedos and your comfort zone now. Yeah, no speedos on today yet. Um, but yeah, no, just just it's it's early here. It's ten a.m. here, so it's um it's just starting my day. So no speedos or beer in me yet. But uh, so it'll probably be a more coherent pod than normal, non-drunk Brent. <laughs> uh, we'll mess that up for you, Brent. Um, yeah, and we we left it uh, twenty four hours mostly because Seb's whips and we couldn't get him on the pod, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> But it's the morning after, it's midday, sort of gives us a good chance to sort of reflect. Um, I don't really feel any, any better though. How do you feel, Seb? Yeah, no no, no better at all. Got a bit of a fuzzy head as well because I, I was I had a bit to drink yesterday. Um, I've tried, I, I'm, I'm going to try and be quite rational. I've seen a lot on online uh, that's one, one way or the other. Um, and hopefully I can kind of fit in in the middle. I am trying to work out my my own opinion, if you like, and not just kind of copy things that I've read or other people's very vehement um, vehement opinions. And I do think I fit somewhere in the middle. So let's see how it goes. And no doubt at some point I'll lose my temper. <laughs> I'm sure. I mean, look, the social media went mad yesterday, as you would, would kind of expect. But some of the posts I found, um, I'm not going to big this guy up, but I will read out what he said. He said, this is a post. And... Honestly, there was a succession of responses to it, which were in the same vein. He said, I genuinely hate watching this team. It's so stressful and totally not enjoyable. Ange Paul is a complete fallacy. It's just constant nail-biting nonsense. Another game without a clean sheet as well. Now, I feel obviously the complete opposite to that. <laughs> I would I would take the stress and, and the sort of frustration that you get with this current, current side compared to what we watched in previous years. But, I mean, it does feel a little bit like um, we're stuttering. I'm not going to say the wheels have come off, but it does feel like Angeball is stuttering a little bit. We haven't really seen some of the football that we saw early in the season. Um, and we've had a difficult run of games, but we will we'll sort of go into that in a bit more depth in a bit once we've, we've discussed the actual match yesterday itself. Starting off the lineup, now there were some choices to be made because we had some injuries, didn't we, Bren? Um, both the fullbacks were out. 
lots of different ideas online about what we should do. Um, what, what did you think with sort of Angie's, I guess, wasn't really a safe option, was it? It was just a sort of sensible option, maybe. Well, I thought it was safe. I, I think safe is probably, or, or yeah, maybe sensible. Same thing, really. But yeah, it was Roy Allen Davies coming in. They're reliable to an extent. Um, but but yeah, it was. You, you thought maybe he'd bring in Dragosin and and put Van der Ven uh, at left back uh, to sort of because he has got that pace and he played there before. Mm. But um, it's a risk. Dragosin hasn't played before, so in that essence, it was playing it safe. It was going with the tried and trusted, but it, we, we, we did see throughout the game the drop-off and the, the, how, the, how important Udogi and Poro are to how we play too, Angeball, with the, by how slow things were and just it was predictable, sort of horseshoe football, I think HG described it as. So it was, um, <laughs> but just glad to see Saran Basuma back. Um, they're sort of, that, that midfield um, has, has been sort of, We've been sort of rotating between Skip and Hoybier in there with with Bentancur coming back from injury and not really mm. finding form yet. So in the in the lineup, I, I was all right with it, but yeah, I just thought with the with the fullbacks, he played it safe a bit, and it, I wouldn't have minded to try and see something different. What do you think, Seb? Because people were arguing that we could have maybe put sort of midfielders in those positions because you know obviously what you gain in the defensive sense. You, you you miss in the attacking sense, don't you? Because you've got to admit that Davies and and Royale aren't the same as Poro and Yudogi when it when it when we've got the ball, basically. No, they're not. However, they uh, admittedly in centre back positions, not in full back positions. They they, they <laughs> did well when they when they came in. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you're going to have a squad of players, it, it, as soon as you're, you know, if you, I think Emerson and uh, and Davies will know that they are obviously second choice. But then if you if they're the, if the first choice are out injured and then you don't call up the second choice, what's the point in having a squad of players? That, that would completely yeah, yeah. demoralise any any player. Uh, you know, I don't I, I don't understand that. I, I think it was to be expected. It was sensible and rational, um, but unfortunately, as as Bren said and as was clear to see, the drop off um, on both sides was. I mean, it was ridiculous, really. Um, yeah, I, I don't mind Emerson as a player, and I think he's he's put a lot of effort into his into his Tottenham career. But he's, the drop off from yeah. Porro is was phenomenal, um, and yeah, the same on the other side, really. Yeah, I mean, they're positions that they've been really asked to play this season. As you say, they've been centre backs when they have played, and obviously neither of them have played for quite a few games now. So it's it was always going to be a bit of a tough ask. But um, as the game started, Bren, it was it was a difficult test against Wolves, obviously. They were they got the better of us in in the reverse fixture earlier in the season, and I mean, do you think they did yesterday? Um, they had a really good chance early on, but apart from that, we we kind of dominated possession in that first half without really creating much ourselves. Yeah, exactly. It, it was what's the point in dominating possession if you're not going to do anything with it? It was very <laughs> much similar to to the first halves against Brentford. And against Brighton, where we just, I don't know what's, what it is, why we're going out with just such a, a lack of zest. I think Pat Chan in the, in the Patreon chat mentioned, like, we just didn't yeah. really have a bit of oomph. And maybe there's there's reasons for that. We've got players coming back and they've been out for a long time and we've probably been affected most by AFCON and Asian Cup. So there are mitigating factors as to why we're not sort of as coherent as we should be. But it was... It was a slog that first half, and and Wolves came with a plan, and and they they executed it really well. Like they 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 hit us uh, when we were we were pressing up forward. They they were really quick on the counter, and they had mm. by far the better chances 
uh, throughout the game even not just just that first half but it was we just didn't really get going and you're kind of hoping oh maybe boot up them in at half time and come out like like we did against uh, Brentford and, and Brighton but it didn't really happen no, absolutely. I mean, o- O'Neill came with a plan, didn't he, Seb? And it proved to be pretty effective in, in stopping us from creating decent chances. He's a good manager, um, I think. And he definitely, I mean, obviously, um, he's beaten us twice this season. His Bournemouth team came and did exactly the same job on us uh, last season at, 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 well, at, at the Tottenham Stadium as, as they did today. So he knows exactly mm. what he's doing, knows how to set a team up against us. And that obviously feeds into the narrative of... Um, are we are we easy to play against? You know, if you know what you're doing, I think he's a very uh, astute tactical manager. Um, the game plan from them, I thought, was, was was quite obvious, and and we we fed into their hands. The biggest frustration that I had, and maybe something that I kind of want to bring up because I've been thinking about how can we change the the personnel but keep the system because I think it's pretty obvious Ange isn't going to change the the formation uh, and change the the intent. But I feel like the players perhaps aren't... At the moment, I think he's still struggling to kind of go with his best lineup. The lineup yesterday was was the lineup um, barring the fullbacks of the um, of the opening uh, 10 games, pretty much. I'm right, I think I'm right mm. in saying that, that barring Porro and, and, and Udogi, that midfield was the midfield that started the, the the season and you had um the attacking players that started the season when it, when it, things were going well but the frustrating thing for me yesterday the most frustrating thing because there was a lot of things to be frustrated about <laughs> was that when the balls got played down the sides uh which is uh kind of absolutely crucial to our to our game um we just kept passing it backwards yeah. Absolutely, no one taking a, a man on Kulusevski. I've I, I've said before in a pod what a fan of Kulusevski I am, but he's woefully out of form. I mean, really, kind of seeming to lack confidence. Son yesterday, every time he got it into an, an attacking left position, um, he um, he passed it back. Um, and then the other thing was that Davis and Emerson were. Um, their starting positions were further back, so when we're when we're passing it backwards, um, they were too far back and too far wide. It, we, we, it, we weren't going anywhere. Normally, what you what you what you have is a doggy and Poro going into more central positions and not as far not as far back as as Davis and Emerson were yesterday. So we just kept we just kept putting the ball back into kind of a non dangerous area. Um, mm. Where I'm going with this, sorry if I'm, I'm rambling a little bit, is I wonder whether I thought we looked better when Son went into the middle briefly. Um, at Richarlison, it wasn't his day at all yesterday, and I get that he's kind of helped a lot while while Son's been off. But I, I think maybe he's not a starter, and I wonder whether whether we would be more creative and um, more forward thinking if we move Madison out to the left hand side. And put another more uh, creative midfielder like Lacelso as well into into Madison's role, so that when the ball does go out to those to the left or maybe the right, but but predominantly the left when you're talking Madison, that there is some creativity because it's just frustrating. Werner did nothing yesterday when he came on; he he he, he, he could be anyone because all he did was get the ball and pass it backwards. Uh, mm. He's just a recycler. He's he's like a number four playing on the left wing. I, I just don't understand it. 
Sorry, I don't even know what the original question was, but I had to get that point out. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have a good rant, Sam. You have a good rant. No, I mean, it, the thing is, this is not the first time that Tottenham Hotspur have been frustrated by a team playing a low block counter, is it? We've seen this over the last decade happen numerous times. I've left that stadium having been frustrated by a team that we thought we should beat on paper, but they've come with that tactic. And Bren, it is quite difficult to break down, isn't it? But it was just the complete lack of any solution to that problem, wasn't it? Because like Seb said, we just just ended up, even if we sort of broke, we'd get frustrated. The ball would stop at the edge of the box, on the wings, it would get recycled. Wolves would be back all around the box and then we wouldn't have any ideas of what to do. Yeah, it seemed like the only player on the pitch that, that had a bit of urgency was Vicario. Every Because Wolves were having their chances. They were coming forward. And every time Vicario yeah. got the ball, he's up and he's like running. He's like, right, come on, let's break. And, and then when we do, we just slow it down. It was it was so frustrating to watch. And, mm. and Madison, I know Madison's just come back from, from injury. So he's going to take a while to get some rhythm. Because I think this is his longest period out injured in his career. So there's going to be a bit of time. But it was just really predictable. I mean, let them uh, get their shape back so easily. Um, mm. It was it was just, yeah, so frustrating. And the goal almost felt inevitable. We were sort of hoping oh, we'll hold out till half-time and see what happens. But the goal, they had their chances. The one in, after five minutes for, for Huang was, well, he should have scored that. He might have been offside. I don't think, had it gone to VAR, he might have been caught offside. But... It was just we were just waiting for them to to strike, and it was just it was it was really frustrating. We weren't the, the, the lack of urgency, the lack of incisiveness in our passing, and I think that 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 does show like as we've already said, Porro when he when he plays, he's got that that bit between his teeth. You sort of see whenever he makes a tackle or whenever he gets gets his, mm. he's, he loves it. He loves it, and the guys that were there this this time just didn't have that. They didn't have uh, that that. That, that desire, which is a shame because that's exactly what we had at the start of the season. We, we were all pulling together and, and it may yeah. come back. It was just, we're just in a bit of a funk. Well, I think my comment on, on the game was that, again, we were sort of out for, which I feel like we have been, even if we've got results in some of the previous few games, it feels like we're continually getting out for and outwitted in some senses. I mean, I know most of it's sort of dark arts, play, you know, play acting, injuries and stuff to slow the game down, tactical fouls. Um, things like that, just getting us riled up. But it seems to be working against us. And, and the out-four aspect of it is just so frustrating because you watch, they close us down really well. You know, we're always under pressure when we've got the ball, uh, contained when, when there's no real danger. But then when the opposition breaks, they seem to just find space. And we, we seem to hold these positions that just let them pass around us. That first chance, I kind of watched the highlights again. And, you know, Richarlison loses the ball. And the midfield are, are, are sort of well back from him. But then they just quickly manage to find a, a ball out to Semedo for a shot. And it, it's just too easy to cut for us. And I felt like on the break yesterday, said they were, that's exactly it. They always managed to find the man. They always had somebody spare. And, you know, it, it looked... Like really precarious some of those situations that we're in we could have probably conceded more yeah and it, and it wasn't difficult uh, for, for for wolves um i think i think you you're spot on the the other thing is is uh, unlike um brentford um brighton everton to a point um i don't feel like there was much um kind of shithousery or anything like that going on from wolves yesterday they came with a very clear tactical plan and executed it mm. perfectly but as you say, we play into their hands. We're pushing people up to the uh, the edge of the attacking box to try and try and create overloads, but they were all in the wrong place. Um, it mm. became very, very congested. And then when Wolves win the ball, 
um, they were breaking at ease because it's it's not difficult. There was so much space in behind. Um, yeah. There was so much, um, so many uh, midfielders, particularly running backwards. It, you know, as soon as you you're on the turn and you're you're running back and you, you're facing back towards your own goal, you're all, you're always in trouble. But, you know, there was there was no. Um, yeah, I thought defensively we were we weren't very good um, yesterday, and I think we need to raise the 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 issue that. Since yeah. Romero and Van der Ven have come back, who individually I think are fantastic, the same as Vicario, I think individually fantastic, but we're conceding two goals a game. Mm. Um, and, you know, and Vicario pulled off two absolutely stunning saves yesterday. One admittedly might have been offside, but, the, yeah. the, you know, there were warning shots even at one all or a warning shot where Vicario pulled off a, a, a fantastic save, kind of stayed stayed up and, and pulled off the, the save last minute once you've read where the ball was going. Um, you know, yeah. I'm trying. I'm, I, I've got positive things to say eventually, but it is it, there are a lot of things that are like, hold on, this is worrying. We can't defend set pieces. That's worrying. We don't really be able to defend, be able to defend crosses into the box at the moment. That's worrying. You know, you know um, in terms of positional sense, I think we're so focused on getting forward that it's very, very easy. It's, it's you know, hate using the phrase, but it's almost schoolboy stuff where you're, you're thinking, well, how are you so far up the pitch there? Where, where's someone shouting? If we lose the ball here, if we get turned over, we're in serious trouble. Um, yeah. And you can't, you know, you can't keep saying this, but we're going to have to keep saying it. It's the Premier League. We're not playing. I'm going to sound awful now because I'm sounding like Twitter, but we're not. <laughs> we're, we're not playing in the in the Scottish Premiership. You know, the majority of teams in this league, if you give them three or four chances, they will put two or three away. That you know, four mm-hmm. clear clear chances, they will put two or three away. Seen it against Brentford, seen it against Everton. These, these are these are what you would consider, you know, lower lower mid table teams, and yet we're giving up three, four, five opportunities every game, and they will stick a couple away. Then it goes on, and I get the whole Angeball thing. The, the, the idea is. You start quickly, you put that team on the back foot. Ideally, you score so they have to come out. They can't play the low block. But if your attack is as blunt as it was uh, yesterday, mm-hmm. then you, you, you've got you've, there really is no way that you're going to win the game because you're still going to give up those those chances. The likelihood is that the couple will get put away and it, and you're not creating anything at the other other side of the pitch. You can have you know, 700, I think, over 700 passes yesterday. But yeah. I tell you something, five hundred of them at least were pointless. <laughs> yeah, they didn't achieve anything. You're right. It was just a lot of circulating the ball around, um, and I think that's the biggest frustration when you're watching a game like that. You know, our home form has not been brilliant because we're watching ourselves just dominate possession, pass the ball around, but then Wolves get the ball, go up the other end, and create a really good opportunity. And and you know, we've been a counter-attacking team in the past, and in in those sense, you know. You, I didn't like not controlling the game. I didn't like not having the ball. But you create some really good chances and sometimes score some really good goals. And that's sort of what we're facing. We faced yesterday, I think. Um, well, look, if you yeah, look, it, Franco, as well, at, the, at the, the defeats that we've had, right, you can, uh, at home particularly, you can write off Chelsea. It was a, it was a bit of an, an anomaly. Um, but we've yeah. lost to West Ham, Aston Villa and Wolves. And in, in every single one of those games at home, it's been facing a, a, a low block. Our attack, our attack has been completely blunted, completely blunted, mm. or, or just very, you know, particularly in the Aston Villa game, just completely wasteful. 
And mm. and that's the issue because going back to the defensive part is we give up chances constantly. So you know it, it's you're you're asking for trouble. And I uh, and on the flip side of that, away from home, we're not actually too bad because there are not many teams that are going to come and play that low block. You, you're going to go mm. have a bit of a ding dong like we have against United and uh, and and other guy Everton, for instance. It's it's a ding dong battle. We only lost to to Wolves, which was again a little bit unfortunate, although we didn't play very well. And Brighton, who were uh, that day, I thought were absolutely fantastic. They're the only games that yeah. we've lost away from home. So it's 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 very clear. I think it's very obvious where where the problems are but rectifying them is is going to take some some serious work one one thing sorry to jump in uh aston villa don't play a low block but well i get i get the point but they're they're, they're very much high line and very uh functional very successful offside track but yeah the rest, the rest of those games you're right we i mean this has been we, we were under potch as well where we dominate possession and we would have frustrating games where a team would would come with a plan executing. You were saying about having control in the game. They they had control of the game. They, they, they let us have the ball because we were doing nothing mm. with it. So there's a way you don't need to dominate position to control the game. I thought I thought Wolves um, were, were in complete control. We didn't. I, I never felt we, we, we were going to get that equaliser. We were going to get back in it because they 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 they, they held us at bay. We were losing the fifty fifties. We we and and maybe that's because of coming back from injury etc. That they're scared to get injured again and sort of take a while for them to be a bit more. Um, mm. Strong in the challenge and winning, winning the second balls, but it was, yeah, it was just just frustrating. Sorry to jump in. No, but they've also got tricky players, haven't they? Like Neto, um, uh, Sarabia, Huang, Gomez. When they got the ball, it was quite difficult to get it off them, and you know they were quite tricky and, and they broke well. But the goal itself that we conceded, um, Bren, was just was just rubbish, wasn't it? Because it's like, I've watched it again. It was at the other end to us because they decided to switch ends this time, which is a bit weird. Um, but he's just unmarked, isn't he? He's only about, what, five foot seven, five foot eight or something. And he still managed to be completely unmarked. Admittedly, the ball got put right in his head and it's a, and it's a good header. But how do you get a situation like that? They didn't have loads of men in the box and he was completely unmarked. Yeah, it was frustrating. I think, um, and then maybe this is related to the issues we've had with Vicario. So maybe we were a bit worried, and we, and we were putting a man in between Vicario. And, and I think they stopped after mm-hmm. a couple of corners. They stopped putting someone on. I think it was Dawson. They were putting on Vicario at the beginning. So maybe we were sort of distracted by that and weren't as organised, weren't as concentrated as as we should be uh, in 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 defending that set piece. Richarlison sort of needlessly gave the corner away, but he didn't get a shout. He didn't know there was no one behind him. But he'd still think we can we could, we should be able to defend the corner. And like you said, the smallest player on the pitch, completely yeah. unmarked. It was a good header, and it was, yeah, it was it was incredibly frustrating. Like, we had the open training where we had kids playing with the with the first team and interacting, and it kind of felt like that. that well, these little kids <laughs> head against Vicario, brilliant. <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Uh, it was very difficult to end. You know, obviously not a good time to concede a goal either, but frustrating. Um, Jed and Nak needs to get to pull their socks up on the defensive uh, set piece training. 
But, you know, second half started in a real quick reaction. Um, probably, you know, as, as good as you can expect, wasn't it, Seb? Yeah, I missed it. Um, not going to lie. Um, <laughs> Lo- loads of people missed it, mate. In the ground, lots of people were still having their beers. Well, my son came in at like half time and wanted my phone and he was trying to watch Port Vale and uh, and just, yeah, and I noticed it had kicked off and I was I was looking at my phone and then all of a sudden I heard the cheer go up. Obviously, I, I've seen it back. Yeah, it was the one time that we kind of showed a little bit of uh, ingenuity, really. Um, and that, that was kind of... That was all it took, and in a way, it kind of bears its own frustrations because it was the only time that we did something a little bit different. Uh, I think Decky, um, yeah, he saw, he, he knew exactly what he wanted to do there, a little toe mm. poke um, through through the keeper's legs. And then you feel, you know, the atmosphere is going to change. We, we're going to go on. We've done it before. You know, maybe what, like what we did against Brentford when we one nil down and we score very early and then 2-3 go in. Um, but it never... Well, I'm lying. I'm wrong. Actually, it did. It did pick up. I thought for for 15 minutes after that, I felt we were yeah. we were well on top and looked a little bit more dangerous. But apart from I think a Kulusevsky chance, um, again, not really creating anything. No, exactly. It was it was a lot of dominant possession, and it was it was a situation where they they weren't breaking. Like when they, when the, they got the ball off us and tried to get it out we were quickly winning it back. And I was like, well, we are containing them now. This is, yeah. this is good, but you're right. Lack of, lack of opportunities created, not even people taking pot shots. That's, that's what frustrates me. I know we had like one or two maybe shots from the edge of the box, but that tends to be what we say is like, if we're not getting these opportunities, somebody needs to sort of force the goalkeeper into doing something, make it difficult for him. Maybe he spills it and we can follow it up, etc. Just still not doing any of that. But then, you know, they did break the first time. I think it was probably the first time after that spell of play, they broke. And it's just a massive frustration, Brent. Like Emerson Royal, I could see he was not running at full pace, right? So what is he doing? He's like, <laughs> he's got plenty of opportunity to intercept at some point on the pitch. Maybe he's he's worried that he gets twisted inside and then he's through. But he seems to wait until like Neto is basically inside the box, doesn't he? And at that point, I was just watching um, João Pedro running, thinking nobody's watching him. Nobody's got him whatsoever. And Basuma is the man that if anyone was going to do anything about mm. that. But he doesn't either. You've got <coughs> Saar, you've got Van der Ven, and you've got uh, Roy Allob all gone to the ball. And then you've just got Basuma running back, not looking. Over his shoulder, João Pedro strolls into the box. Easy finish for him, wasn't it? It was like everything about that goal could have been prevented. And, and it was just bad, wasn't it? Bad, bad defending. Yeah, it was it was straight from our corner as well. Like it was it was I think Romero went up for the header and sort of he was on his ass and then they broke. And that, yeah. one one thing that stood out for me was when was when showing the replays, they showed the replay of the goal from behind Sar's goal, so from the other end. And you just yeah. see Romero strolling back and everyone else is urgency, <laughs> everyone's running, sprinting back. I don't I don't blame uh Emerson Royale too much. Some it, it, it he didn't get tight enough, I'd say, to to, to Joel Gomez, sure. But uh, he, 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 I think he saved himself as well, though, uh, Royale, because <clears throat> they had another break pretty, quite quickly afterwards. Um, yeah. and it should, he should have buried at the guy, but he got in a good block. I think it was Mario, Super Mario, some, some, some Mario guy. They had a few Marios, I think. Um, so I'm not gonna dig out Royale too much, but Romero just that was he was just strolling back, and I was just nah, it's, it was it was preventable, and and like, like you said, I think it was Bissouma that was closest. So <clears throat> if anyone Bissouma should have uh, sort of been more aware 
look, this is the only player he can pass to. I know, but there was another yeah. one, I think, that, that pulled one of the defenders away. But yeah, Basuma's just got to be a bit more aware. And I think, yeah, Royale could have got a bit tighter, but I, he saved himself with the block a few minutes after, which would have made it 3-1. Mm. What did you think of it, Seth? Well, I think we'd had the warning uh, about five minutes before Vicario had pulled off a, um, a good save of a similar break ball coming yeah. down the, uh, the Wolves' right. And uh, is, it, is it Belgard or someone like that? Like you say, they've all got very similar names. Um, but... Um, I thought it was. I thought it was awful. Uh, and and again, it feeds back into the. Um, so yeah, I just felt like it fed into the what we were talking about earlier, where there was a lack of organisation right from from the corner. It, it was there's a, a still that's been going round of where Neto's breaking and Emerson mm. is behind behind the play. Everyone is behind the play. How we are that I don't know that exposed. It's just it's it's unforgivable. I, I don't mm. I don't understand it. You know, even you know level that that I coach at, you, you leave one player on the halfway line or something. You know, it just it just mm. seemed just seemed silly. Um, yeah. And yeah, once once it uh, went in, I felt the atmosphere dropped even further. You were there, Franco. I didn't feel like there was much of an atmosphere at all yesterday, but I'm I might be wrong. Felt very muted. No, it's been muted for a while. If I'm honest, I don't. The last game, I think there's some guys on my row who were trying to get a chant going for about you know three or four minutes on their own, and a few people join in stuff like that. But I just said to them, look, this isn't White Hart Lane. <laughs> if people don't want us to sing anymore, they won't. You know, what I mean, people don't get caught up in it. And yeah, it's it's frustrating because I think and, until we score a goal and until we do something, the crowd is a bit lackluster at the moment. I don't really know why either, because like we said, it's not like we're in a terrible position. We are still fighting for a top four spot, etc. Um, some of the football's entertaining. I don't know what the crowd wants, to be fair. Um, so yeah, it, it wasn't a great atmosphere. And that goal, yeah, it did essentially suck the life out of it. But that's because we, we just watched ourselves not be able to create chances for the last 60 minutes or however long it was. It was... um. You kind of felt like we weren't. And to be honest, it was similar with the Brighton game. Like, I've got to admit, the celebrations for that last-minute winner were some of the you know, the best we've had in a long time. It, everyone went wild, limbs, as they say. Um, but that's that's probably because we just didn't feel like we were going to get um, an equaliser in that game either. And, you know, to be in the last minute and do that. But I don't know, it, it kind of felt like yesterday, even with the extra time and stuff like that, people were just resigned to the fact that we weren't going to be able to, to get through that. And... Um, yeah, Wolves, Wolves did a number on us. It was it was a good performance by them. But let's talk about sort of this in, in the context of the last few games. Like I said earlier, Seb, you, you kind of pointed out a few few games ago that this is a winnable run. But it seems to me now that teams do come prepared with a bit of a game plan to stifle us. And, and that does mix in a bit of the sort of trying to frustrate us, um, you know, commit these t- tactical fouls. I don't know how many they had yesterday. I think it was like 13 or 14 fouls from Wolves. Um but we just don't seem to be up to the same speed as, as other teams that come. Like that, they just come with a bit more energy than us, and it seems to be enough to sort of to, to win these battles. I yeah, <laughs> yeah. basically yeah. Um, we, we we don't seem very kind of street smart, um, and look, it kind of with with I'm here. What I'm hearing from Ange and, and what we've heard all. Uh, ever since he's come in, really, is that he doesn't deviate off the plan, and I, I get mm. that. I, get, I, I understand it. I understand that if you play one specific way uh, and in one maybe one specific formation, and you give the players the freedom and also the um, 
the the right to um, to act. You know what we saw with Conte, as a, for instance, was like eleven robots, um, and now what we're getting is you've got the freedom to make decisions on the pitch. Um, however, when the decisions that are being made are always the easy option, and I think that's what I saw mm-hmm. most yesterday, you ha- you, ha- you have to in my mind, be able to deviate from the plan ever, just ever so slightly. Um, and I, that's what I want to see in these. I think there's the opportunity as well with this perceived easier run of games. You know, is it Palace next? And we've got two weeks off. So there's the, the, there's there's time to work on stuff. There has to mm. be some slight modification of what we do. Because the other thing that I feel is, and I, I touched on it earlier, is that the longer it goes without us scoring the more jittery, as you said, the stadium gets, almost the more mm. jittery and the more desperate. I thought I thought we looked a bit desperate at times yesterday, even before they, they scored their first. Some of the passes that were going into um, Richarlison as he was advancing into the area, they played too quickly, they played too soon. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, we were trying to, trying to do things urgently and you, we don't need to do that. Um, but I feel like there is a fear amongst the squad and then it permeates out, out, out to the stadium. That unless we score first and early, we're, we're in a bit of, bit of a pickle. Um, I just I think there needs to be some slight changes, whether it's personnel, whether it's formation. I saw someone post up that they, they, they think we should play three at the back. Um, I, don't, I don't see that. Um, don't quite know when Dragosin's going to get a look in, obviously, if Romero and uh, and Bandes, Ben stay fit. But as I said earlier, I'd like to see maybe same formation, but maybe Geo come into the middle and Madison move out left. And then I feel that there's a bit more creativity and a bit more, you know, we need to play some some better forward balls, cut defences open a little bit, especially when they're playing low block. When we play Palace, I know it's ours again, but they will play a low block. They'll have a, probably have a new manager in, be a little bit of a bounce, you'd think. We're going to have to do something. We're going to have to be creative um, mm. in order to try and try and get back on track. Um, I just feel that if we went and played that same that same team again, we're going to face something very similar. And I, I don't know where the, where the difference is going to come from. Yeah, no, I agree. I think Palace could set themselves up low block and be dangerous on the counter as well. Um, so now that doesn't necessarily look like a particularly easy game either. But Brent, I mean, is it also a little bit that some of the players that we've got back in, whilst you know, this is probably close to our preferred starting eleven, um, they're not up to you know full form, are they? I don't think Madison's looked particularly good since since he's come back. Sun wasn't great yesterday. Um, you know, Werner, we've not really seen much of him to be honest. So, uh, you know, our sort of attacking options, they don't, they're not on great form at the minute, are they? Yeah, it was one of the, the things of, of, that I was sort of worried about yesterday was was the subs. I, I wasn't a huge fan of the subs that he made, although we sort of criticised him for not making enough subs. I think he made too many. Like on, on, <laughs> when, after their second goal, <clears throat> he took off both Saar and Bissouma, which I didn't understand. Yeah, right? yeah. Like Saar was was fine. He wasn't he wasn't dropping off. He was he still had the energy. Maybe assume for Bentancur, fine. Do that to to sort of speed things speed things up a bit. Get a bit more creativity in there. But to take them both out, we just sort of it just was a bit too clunky. And that's probably a stupid word to use. But I mean, well, but, but it was also a formation change, wasn't it? Because he took off the two centre midfielders and then brought on Johnson and Werner as well. Yeah, uh, obviously. And then obviously took off Richarlison, but then brought on Bentancur. So you end up with just Bentancur in the middle. And for for a while, I don't think. 
most people knew what the formation was. So it was a bit of a strange time to a triple sub and a formation change. Yeah, was it, did we go 4-3-3 then? Did Kluzewski and Madison dropping back? I don't know. It, it, it was... It was an odd one. It was. It was. Yeah, um, it was a bit of a mess. It was. It and it didn't work clearly. I was. I was sort of was like yes, and that's what I was sort of happy about was that we had, we do have a bench now, and hope some of these players will hopefully sort of get a bit of rhythm. Benzinger again, like we've said this since he's come back. Like it was. A, it was strange because against Villa, when he got that ankle injury, he was superb, and he yeah. was out for a couple of months. And you're like, or, or not even a couple of months, a month or so, and then came back. And did we rush him back? But he, since he's come back from that second one, he's just not been at it at all. I don't know if he is still playing through pain mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a concern. Johnson, yeah, I think he had one moment right at the end. Um, but yeah, just didn't really have the impact with Charleston. Was yeah, as Seb said earlier, it wasn't his day. So yeah, we, we, we kind of we've got enough players there. So the hope is that just by it's, it's by one of them at least will 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 find a bit of spark. Son was. Was was very quiet yesterday. He got he got the ball and he looked like he was going to do something with it, and then sideways pass. He, he didn't. I don't think he had a, he had a shots on or that I can remember. So yeah, we we um we are sort of yeah we are we are lacking something from these players coming back. And and the hope is, like I said, you've got two weeks on the training pitch that they'll they'll get that 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 gel back together. They'll get they'll get some mm-hmm. cohesion and and hopefully we'll uh, we'll we'll get back to what we were at the start of the season. I, st- mm. I, I, I think? still think it, it. Sorry to interrupt. I still think it, one thing that yesterday showed, and and um, maybe a few of the recent games has showed, is I can see why we were linked with a player like Noosa in um, in January because we haven't got anyone, not a single player, who is willing to take anyone on, and that's what you need. Mm. You need when you're playing this this low block. That it's so easy to play against if you get it to an, into an advanced wide position, and then the ball goes back to a fullback or a, or a central midfielder. All you're effectively doing is starting that process, that possession process again, trying to create something. It's mm. just it's just mm. just pointless. I mean, I've seen like I was trying to think of a player. Uh, obviously, he's completely unobtainable, but someone I know we've been linked with Neto, and uh, even then, I don't really see that he takes players on. He just is great running into space. But someone like a Doku or something like that. Would be that that that's the type of player that we are we are missing in in my mind. I just like I said, I just think all the fitness coming back and the the players coming back and everything is is fine, and, and we hope that it progresses. But I still think the key ingredient that is missing is the creativity on the from the from the wide players um, that I don't think you're gonna get with Werner. I don't think you get with Johnson. You sometimes get with Kudusevsky, and that's why. Yeah, I'm going to say it again. That's why I put Madison out there um, and, and try and try that. Otherwise, I think we we're just going to continue to come up come up against the same problems. When you mentioned about Bentoncourt, as a, for instance, his best game since he's come back was against Man United. Well, the reason that that is is that he had the time and the space that the United midfielders give you because in turn they're trying to create something themselves. So you have that kind mm-hmm. of back and back and forth when you're playing against midfielders whose sole purpose is to stop you and to kind of close down your your passing routes. He, he's he's going to struggle, and I thought I thought a lot of our midfield struggled yesterday for that for that very reason. So I don't even necessarily think it's a fitness issue with with Benson, but probably is a little bit um, that the more he plays, the more he kind of wise up to it. But if you sit on him, and, and if you sit on Basuma, um, then 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 they don't create anything. 
Yeah, I suppose. But the thing is with Benzicourt, when he was at his best, he seemed like he was, you know, just a step ahead. Like he, he had that confidence yeah. that he was going to be able to dominate the game, was never going to be in trouble in possession. If someone got close, he would be able to offload it easily. It doesn't really seem like that at the minute. He seems a little bit like um, he's a bit more fallible. But the other thing that I found is, like, our team is, is kind of set up to counter. If we if we had lots of counter opportunities in games, you know, we've got loads of pace on the wings now, and I think that's it. In games where there's a low block, you're right, Seb. They're not the sort of tricky players that can that will, are wanting to take on the the, the wing backs or the full backs. Um, Sun did it a few times yesterday, but then you've got Kilman as a, as a unit and Dawson. They were just there in the right positions. Ball come across, headed straight out, no problem. Yeah. Um, I just think it's it's all a bit too easy to to deal with. Um, we just weren't sort of probing and creating those situations that were ever going to cause them a problem. It was just like that's what they expected. Right, we'll limit them to to these opportunities, and when they do, we'll just deal with it. Um, and that's kind of how it felt. But like you say, Palace coming up two weeks to prepare. You got. I kind of hope that um, the, the fullbacks will be back. We'll have a full strength squad and. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, what would, what would what, guys? What would your team be? What would your team? If, well, if you that's what I'm saying. What's the eleven now? Yeah, I'm not sure I'd do anything different to kind of mostly what it was yesterday, but with the the fullbacks switched out. I think. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, well, it's the the team that we started the season with, isn't it? Pretty much. So, um, yeah, definitely. That, that that's and you'd hope that they sort of get, again get 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 that rhythm back. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd go with. That. I think Benton Core. Coming off the bench is a good option until he gets back to um, what we know he can be. So yeah, I, I'm agree. I agree. Yeah, the, the, the team that we had and, and we've got options off the bench, Werner and and other players to to have an impact. Um, so yeah, like, like, no 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 big change there. One, one thing that's that that is clear though this this result's been coming. We we, we we've not been playing well. We we kind of since October. I think we think you pointed out in the WhatsApp group. We smashed Newcastle, but we smashed Newcastle's reserves. But other than that, <laughs> we've not dominated a game like we were before. And so I think in the press conference, and I get wound up a lot with, with Angie's press conferences because he seems to get asked mm. really stupid questions. And I don't yeah. know why. And maybe it's just me sort of looking out for it. But like, I get always like, oh, what tricks can you give the team to uh, get them out of this, uh, the, the problem with their, with, with their form? And he was like, "What tricks?" He's like, "Look, I'm not a magi- magician. I'm a, I'm a football manager. Like hard work. There's your answer. Piss off." <laughs> yeah, Ange gets the arse as well, doesn't he? And, he? and I do like that about him. He he doesn't kind of um, play along with it. If he feels like it's a stupid question, then he then he points it out. But um, I do feel like on Twitter again, yes, there was a lot of sort of misquoting of that. A bit weird, but. Um... Yeah, frustrating. And I think he's probably getting a bit frustrated with it as well because it does feel like as, as soon as things start to go a bit wrong, like our fan base does seem to lose their shit, don't they? Yes. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I, I kind of go on Twitter for fun, to be honest, because reading some of the uh, the reactions, the, the, the over-the-top reactions, and it goes the other way as well. Sometimes when we're winning and people think we're you know, still going to win the league or you know, we'll give, give Arsenal and City a run for second or some of the stuff that I've read. So it's either one way or the other. That's, that's, the, uh, mm. that's the way of social media now. Look, we, we, we're sitting somewhere in the middle of it. Um, I did read something that I found interesting. Um, well, I'm sure this point's been raised many times, but Klopp in his first season, they finished eighth. Arteta yeah. in his first season, they finished eighth. Um, I think in Arteta's second season, they finished they, they finished eighth. Um, yeah. We are, I think, kind of light years 
ahead of where we thought we'd be. And maybe it'd be interesting if we were kind of had been hovering around eighth and then had recently had a decent run whereby yeah. you could see progress and then we were in fifth and you're thinking, oh, well, I can see. It's kind of happened reverse way round whereby we started like a train. I'm like, hold on, this this wasn't meant to happen. And historically mm-hmm. under Ange, um, with these other teams, that doesn't happen. It's a slow start and then the players get it and they, they, you know, that's what we've seen before. So it's kind of happening in reverse and therefore it's incumbent on us, I think, you know, if you want to say to kind of do our jobs within the within the pod to kind of point out the things that are going wrong. I don't think there's any major, there's no huge issues. We have some individually brilliant players. Um, I think the, the, the massive issues are with the, with the attack, um, uh, yeah. and I think that I think that's something that we're going to need to get sorted. We've talked over Kulusevski, we've talked over Johnson, we've talked over Son, we've talked over Richie. You know, pretty much throughout the season, um, the the way that that system works, and you have to ask. I think the question overall to ask is is how reliant is it? Because the way that that system works is three out of those four attackers need to be on their game. You need to be putting chances. You need mm-hmm. to be creating, and you need to be putting chances away because. At the other end, you're going to be giving chances away. As we've seen, I think, I think, I, I mean, I don't think the the, the the goals against is terrible, but are we something like 38 conceded already? Um, I mean, there's a lot of goals going in, so I don't. I think we've only got like the, I think we've still got like maybe the seventh or eighth best defence in the league, but it's the regularity at this moment in time. You know, I think it's five clean sheets all season, one clean sheet in the last four months. Um, yeah, so there are issues at both ends, which we, we have to point out. Otherwise, what what yeah. are we doing? No, exactly. And yeah, teams around us, especially that other team from up North London, their goal difference is far superior to ours mm. now. It's just frustrating because we haven't been smashing teams. I think we said this, like, I think Newcastle was our best result, isn't it? No teams are rolling over and let, letting us spank them like, uh, like the Goons have. It's frustrating. Um, but it does look like there's now a gap between sort of maybe the top three and, and the others, and we're going to be fighting for that for that fourth spot. Anyway, right, we'll call this one to a close. Uh, just let me quickly mention football prizes. This week, uh, there's a signed Brennan Johnson in a really nice frame. Uh, looks really nice. Lots of instant prizes as well. Richarlison shirts, Basuma shirts, um, all sorts of things there. Ben Davis. Anyway, get involved at footballprizes.co.uk. The competition ends on Tuesday, the 20th of Feb at 7.30. Just over half of the tickets have sold, so there's still um, a good opportunity to get involved there in some of the instant uh, win prizes. Tickets are 3 95 each, but don't forget with the discount code CR10, you get a 10% discount. And if you join our Patreon, uh, patreon.com forward slash achievement podcast uh, you'll get an extra 5% off your ticket price there as well so get involved footballprizes.co.uk right uh, Bren just joining mates all good mate yes I'm off to Mexico tomorrow so I'm, I'm away the thing is we're not playing for another two weeks so we're back in time for Crystal Palace so just drop in there that I'm going to get <laughs> yeah 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 we might uh, have to get out some special pods that we've been threatening to do for a long time um, with, with this break coming up um, Seb Cheers for coming along, mate. Um, you know you've got you've got a, a, a new sort of role to talk about, haven't you? Don't you want to tell everybody? Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Franco. Yeah, I've um, be, got the job uh, with a website called Football League World um, as the Port Vale reporter. So yeah, I'm quite quite pleased. I definitely want to be stepping up my media work, if you can call it that. And uh, and this is a a little start in that. So yeah, really uh, really happy to be. Um, 
to, to be doing that. That's why my kind of Twitter handles changed and my Facebook profiles changed slightly because um, I, as much as I'm professional de- now, yeah. Well, <laughs> I have to look as much as I'm dedicated. Obviously, you know my dedication to the cheese room. I, I you know, I have many strings to my bow now, Franco. So uh, that's <laughs> that's why that's why it changed. But yeah, thank you for letting me say that because I am I am quite pleased with myself. So yeah, thank you. Exactly. Pick yourself up. Just one quick one. Sorry, sorry. Before we go, uh, shout out to Dan from Dublin Spurs. Uh, he listens to the pod. Saw him in Dublin the other week. Uh, so shout out to Dan. And uh, yeah, I'll see them again because got the Sandro social in Dublin in March. So yeah, look forward to that. <laughs> Top stuff. All right, cheers. Thanks for listening. Uh, the YouTube gang will be back on Monday. Um, and like I said, we'll, we'll get a pod out in between uh, the, now and the Palace game about something. Right. Until next time. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Come on, you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.